Episode 102 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast. A podcast that now covers local football in this great town of ours, as well as keeping up with all the frills and spills, highs and lows of my team, Hastings United. On the show this week, week 33 of the Hastings Report, running through all our sides in the SCFL, MSFL and ESFL. And then we're very lucky to be joined by the star man himself, Ryan Worrell for the SBTS Fan Roundtable. Enjoy, grassroots football fans. Now over to week 33 of the Hastings Report. It gives me great pleasure to introduce week 33 of the Hastings Report. I'm here. Unfortunately, my co-host Leon Petter isn't here, but we do get small nuggets, small pearls of insight from him. So you're not going completely without. So let's crack straight to it. On Saturday 8th of April, yes, yeah, so it was Horsham, YMCA 2, Little Common nil. A surprisingly comfortable win here for Horsham. Shivnerin coming on as an early sub and bagging a goal straight away. Half-time 2-0 through Zach Bigwell. And that is the way it stayed. To Little Common, who basically topped off what was a disappointing weekend for our, for the Bexhill clubs, uh, losing to... To Horsham, um, I think I've got egg in my face because I was pretty confident Common would come away with some points of this one, but it, it weren't to be. Um, don't really know too much about the game. Couldn't really read too much about it online. So um, yeah, it just sums up what was a just put an afternoon for our county league size. And um, yeah, as of the time I'm recording this, I've just seen that the little Common Bexhill game has been postponed today. So that was. Disappointing for Little Common is a chance for a bumper sort of bank holiday crowd, you know, get a bit bit of money behind the bar through the gate, but it won't to be. So I'm no doubt that'll be rearranged in due course. But when it does, we'll still be up for a lively game, no doubt. Again on Saturday, 8th of April, it was Bexhill 1, Roffy 2, Joel Andrade and Damian Fortune getting the goals for Roffy, the goal for Bexhill from Thomas Vickers. Borna Totter gives his review, which he says that it finished up 2-1 to the visitors. Here with lots of late drama, lacklustre display from the Pirates against a spirited Roffey side who took the battle to us. In addition, we've got a report from Chris Van Rock on the Roffey game. Uh, going into the game, we were nervous as Roffey, who could not buy a win throughout the season, had turned things around with a new team and manager, Ollie Hall was brought down in the box in the first minute, Tom Vickers converting the penalty, but we were soon under attack by Roffey's quick and effective forwards. George Cousins equalised to make it 1-1 in the second half, and another tackle to Ollie Howe in the box gave a last-minute penalty, which Tom Vickers fortunately missed. Looking like a 1-1, Roffey scored in the last minute of extra time to take the, the win and fair play to them because they deserved it. Jasper Sheik, their goalkeeper, was the man of the match, and this was a tale of two goalkeepers. Alex Zamani 
who pulled up save after save for Bexhill was superb. Roffey should have really won this 4-1 in the end. Disappointing result for him. I think we, we pretty much decided that I was going to win this one comfortably, but by all accounts, Roffey didn't look like a side that were stuck to the bottom of the table and were the better team by all accounts. Um, Bexhill had the chance to score the winner. I think it was a missed penalty in the last sort of few few minutes of the game and sort of sounds like Roffey went up the other end and, and nabbed the winner. Um, so, yeah, imagine Bexhill would be disappointed with that. But, yeah, like, like I say, and Roffey, it sounds like Roffey probably played one of, the, one of their best games, if not the best game of the season. And it looked like their, their relative positions in the, in the league were quite possibly reversed. So Monday should have been Little Common versus Bexhill, but it was rained off. The reason I mention it is the game will be rescheduled for the 18th of April. Now, so we move over to the SCFL fixtures. So Wednesday, the 12th of April, I'm recording on the Tuesday. Little Common visit second off bottom Alford. I fully expect Little Common to take all three here. Little Common travel away to Alfold. Um, you'd... You'd fancy a little common with this one. Alfred have had a difficult season, but as with the um, Bexhill result is shown at the weekend, who knows? But, um, you know, just based on the relative league positions, how the seasons have gone, you'd have to go with a little common with this one. And then on the Saturday, 15th of April, we've got Bexhill United versus Horsham YMCA. Expect Bexhill to get back to winning ways against Horsham YMCA, who haven't won away since the 3rd of December. And then we have Bexhill next weekend entertaining Horsham YMCA. I mean, I can't I can't see Bexhill losing another another game at home. You just have to write off the the Roffey game as a freak result, and um, you know, I'd be I'd be confident in them getting a result against Horsham. Uh, Roffey versus Little Common again on Saturday. Almost certainly relegated Roffey face the Common, and with only pride to play for, will they put in a similar performance as they did against Bexhill? And at the weekend, Common travelled to Roffey, who had just come off the back of that really good result against Bexhill. Uh, sort of ba- based on based on that, Roffey's form is actually pretty good. So after yeah, sort of talk about the Bexhill game, I had to look at the you know the team's form and that. And Roffey are fourth in the form table, and Bexhill are third. So don't write them off just yet. I think. Moving on to the MSFL in the Montgomery Cup semi-final, it was Ridgewood four, Battletown one at the Trafalgar ground at New Haven and Will Fenner, Will Reed, Aaron Stimson and Aaron Walsh getting the goals for Ridgewood with Tristan Mayhew getting the goal for Battletown. Sean Utting saw red midway through the second half. Ridgewood running out fairly comprehensive winners, unfortunately for our Battletown. Then on the Saturday, 8th of April, we had Westfield 2, Saddlescombe Rangers 2. Goals from uh, Kevin Borden and Robert Higgins for Saddlescombe with Sam Willett and George Landace getting the goals for Westfield. This one didn't go to the script. It was the final game at that wonderful parish field. Uh, Westfield found themselves losing 2-0 to a competitive Settlescombe side who weren't turning up to make the numbers up at all. But two goals for Westfield uh, midway through the second half meant both sides cancelled each other out. And yeah, uh, Westfield's ended the last ever competitive for Parish Field with a two-all draw, and it sounds like an entertaining game. Westfield with 2-0 down to Settlescombe in a, in a local local derby match. And um, yeah, they managed to to get it back to two all, um, so it was nice that they didn't lose their, you know, their last ever home game there. So yeah, now obviously we've covered it before, but next season they'll move across the road into their nice new, new ground, and hope hopefully the club can sort of enable the club to push on and get back to the sort of similar standard they were playing, or you know even higher than they were before. So yeah, good luck to them. 
Hollington were facing Rygate Priory, ended up 2-0. Paul Rogers with a brace, a comfortable day at the office for Hollington, leaving it till the second half till Rygate basically couldn't keep them out any longer and running out comfortable winners. Three more points on that road to the title. The uh, Hollington beat Rygate Priory 2-0. Um, maybe it wasn't all plain sailing. It was 0-0 at half-time, but the half-time team talk obviously got the job done and they just they got the result in the end with Paul Rogers grabbing two. So, um, yeah, so that means Hollington only need three more points to win the league, but that won't be happening today. So I'm recording this on the on the Bank Holiday Monday. They was due to play Rotherfield away, but that's been postponed thanks to great British weather. But it means it's uh, now a chance for Hollington to to win the league in, in front of a home crowd at the Gibbons on this coming Saturday. So it would be um, much better ways for them to win it. Um, yeah, and I have no doubt they will they'll get the job done. Then on the Bank Holiday Monday, Winningdon Athletic nil, Westfield 10. Sam Willett, Jake Stapley, George Landace with three, Josh Pickering with four and Stefan Davies getting the goals for Westfield. The whipping boys of the league were well and truly given 10 of the best trousers down from an absolutely rampant Westfield side in the mud. Jack Stapley's given a few words about that 10-0 win. He says it's probably the wettest pitch I've ever played on. Puddles everywhere and a river through the middle. Found it tough first half. Wasting chance after chance and trying to attack the bottom goal was like attacking a swamp. Once the third went in, the floodgates opened and in truth, it could have been 15 or 20. Willing to have had a tough season with, as we've been said, with all of their players and management leaving at the beginning of the season. So fair play to them to keep going and everyone at Westfield wishes them well going forward. So we move on to fixtures. We've got uh, Jarvis Brook, who have just been crowned, funnily enough, champions of the MSFL Division 2, facing the mighty Hollington, who should be crowned champions of the Prem in the next few weeks. Uh, they travel to Lansing's ground for the Sussex Intermediate Cup Final. That's Wednesday the 12th of April. Jarvis Brook should be a stern test, but Hollington have got that depth that will get them Across the line, in my opinion. Good luck, the Lions. Um, good, good luck to Hollington. Yeah, it'd be nice for them to bring the bring that bring that trophy back over this part of the this side of the county here once more. So yeah, good luck to them. On the Saturday coming, we've got uh, Battletown versus Balcom. Uh, third place Balcom travel to Prince's Park on the back of a nine-game unbeaten streak. It's going to be a tough day at the office for the town, as I don't see that unbeaten record getting beaten on that day. Then on Saturday, we've got Hollington United versus Cookfield Rangers. Mid-table Cookfield won't be given anything at the Gibbons other than the lovely grub post-match that Hollington always put on. Hollington, three points nearer to that title, I say. Again on Saturday, we've got Linfield versus Westfield. Big clash this one. Second place, Linfield. Entertainer, fired up Westfield, who will want to have some revenge for that 4-1 reverse at home back in October. And we move on to the ESFL Prem. Hawkehurst United 1, Punnett's Town 8, Callum Holes, Harry Warsell 3, Connor McMiddleton with 3 and Mark Phillips getting the goals for Punnett's. Hawkehurst's goal was from Kieran Martin and that defeat to Hollington in the Cup is well forgotten. Back to the league and with this emphatic win they are right on Bexhill Town's tail. It was Crowhurst 4, Robertsbridge United 1. Sean Baldwin, Aaron Scrace and two from Wesley Tate for Crowhurst. Guy Ballard with the goal for Robertsbridge. Crowhurst made light work of bottom club Robertsbridge. 
Bexhill double AC four, Rockenor three, Ben Barton with two, Oscar Hammond and James McCraw for Bexhill. Rockenor's goals from Nathan Phillips and Harry Corkill with a couple. Bexhill thought this would they were cruising at half time, four nil up, but nearly the comeback of the season from Rockenor meant Bexhill were hanging on for dear life for that final whistle in a cracking game. Rye Town four, Westfield reserves nil. Sam Cooper, Sammy Folks, and a brace from Charlie Stevens finished this off as a contest in the first half as Rye Town edged closer to that top spot. Jack Stapley gave a few words for this game as well, which was that they were a massively weak inside due to Easter holidays, etc. But the lads played with heart and didn't give up against us. You know, I think we all agree the champions elect in Rye, proud of the players that stepped up from thirds and fourth to help out. Bexhill Town 2, Sidley United 1. Despite taking the lead through Daniel Gorgian and playing against 10 men as Harry Savile saw red for Bexhill, the Bexhill subs Olefu Peterson and Tommy Whelan came out and snatched it for the top of the table club. ESFL Division 1, Sandhurst 3, Junior Club Tackaway 0, John Billsby, Robert Briley and James found, he always finds that net, that boy, a surprisingly comfortable win for Sandhurst and, and Tackaway missed a fabulous opportunity to get some daylight between them and Sandhurst at the top. Pass and move arrows four, little common reserves nil. Unfortunately, goals aren't up at time of recording. Then on the Monday, SC pass and move arrows nil, Sandhurst two, Robert Briley and that man again, James found, he found the net. Two second half goals from Sandhurst means Tackaways are only holding on to top spot by a point and Sandhurst have a game in hand. We move on to ESFL Division 2. First of all, the ESFL Challenge Cup semi-final involving Division 1 and 2 sides. Bexhill Rovers couldn't raise a side, so Pesh go through to the final. And what could be a very tasty one, it's against Division 1 leaders JC Tackaway. That's at the pilot field on the 28th of this month, 7.45 kickoff. Then we move on to the League Div 2. SNC Parson Move seconds versus Hollington United reserves. Unfortunately, Parson Move couldn't raise a side, so the points are Hollington's. Settlescombe Rangers reserves two, Victoria Baptist two. Uh, Victoria's goals from Joe Pratt and Chris May. Settlescombe's goal scorers were Jimmy Hoare and Alfie Finn. Ninfield nil, who nil? Is it squeaky bum time kicking in at, at the Ninfield wreck? The chasing pack back in the game again. The old farm derby ends in a stalemate. So that was on the Saturday. On the Monday, it was who two, Bexhill Rovers one. Bexhill Rovers took the lead early. Goal not up on the FA site yet. Sorry about that. And who went down to 10 men for, for the last half hour of the game. But the cheeky buggers nicked it at the death with Connor Loke and Arthur Pepper getting the goals that won it for who, who finished the season comfortably mid-table. Move on to ESFL Division 3. A number of double headers this week. So Sovereign Saints 3, Ticehurst 2, Sovereign's goals from Wayne Green, Drew Parks, Ricky Proger, and Ticehurst goals from George Brown and Danny McGann. Right Town Reserves 5, Parkfield 1, Jules Phillips with a hat trick, George Goett and Tony Hughes getting the goals for Right Town, Declan Otley for Parkfield, Right remain third. Hastings Comets 1, Crowhurst Reserves 3, Crowhurst goals from James McGrath and 2 from Anton Neal. Hastings Comets goal was from Ben Tudor. Orrington Neal, Hurstman Zoo 4, Jack Baker, Charlie Shearing, Harry Wood and Ryan Arnott getting the goals for Hurstman Zoo. 
mid-table Orrington put to the sword by Hurstman Zoo, who remain 11 points clear at the top of Division 3. Catsfield 5, Bexhill, AAC reserves 2. Catsfield's scorers, Jacob Jones with a hat-trick, David Booth and David Hawes. Bexhill's goals from Jaden Dowlin and Scott Oliver. Tyce Hurst 1, Sovereign Saints reserves 3. Sovereign's goals from Philip Chandler, Wayne Green and Drew Parks. George Brown getting the consolation for Tyce Hurst. Crowhurst 5, Hastings Comets nil. Ronnie Curtin with 2. Ryan Jinks, Anton Neal and Joshua Blanche with the goals for Crowhurst. The Monday game, it was Sovereign Saints reserves 4, Mountfield United nil. Nicholas Barden and 2 from Jordan Funnel and an OG. Uh, That win puts the Saints one point off third place Rye Town and the rest of those fixtures in Div 3 fell foul of the weather. ESFL Division 4, sad state of affairs in Div 4. Only one game to talk about, which was Hawkehurst United Reserves 1, Wellcroft Park Rangers Reserves 3, George Jones, Aaron Wright and an OG getting the goals for Wellcroft, Evan Colvin for Hawkehurst United Reserves. That takes Wellcroft nine points clear. Now, the other games were Robertsbridge United Reserves versus Parsonmove Thirds. Uh, that was a home win. Parsonmove couldn't raise a team. Uh, junior Club Tackaway versus Hastings Athletic. Away win. Junior Club Tackaway couldn't raise a team. And Westfield fourths against Burwash. Burwash couldn't raise a team. So that was Westfield. Uh, there was no ESFL team in the week at time of recording. So I'll see you next week. Sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he 
to the SBTS Fan Roundtable. Many thanks to Neo, Johnny Wills, and of course, that star man, Ryan Worrell, for making it happen. Right, it gives me great pleasure to introduce episode 102 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast Fan Roundtable. We have got the star man himself here, Ryan Worrell. I'm still disappointed he, he took those locks off. I think it was uh, July, August 21, that the locks were removed, um, I'd, yeah, but still a wonderful haircut and a wonderful player. Uh, Ryan, thank you very much for coming on today. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, it's a long time now since the, uh, since the last one we had with, yeah, shorter, shortish hair. It's yeah. sort of getting there, but yeah, it's not going back to that long anymore. No. Never, oh, that, the wonderful mane that's gone, yeah? Uh, yeah, that's gone. Yeah, way too much growing that took. We've also got, uh, with the power of editing, we've also got John Wills uh, here today. Hello, John. Oh, I take it you're cutting out the rest of, of that. Just all the crap you come up with, Derog- yeah. Derogatory talk about you. Yeah, you're, well, yeah, you're good, sir? I'm good, yes. Thank you. Uh, we've also got the wonderful Neo Bridges, uh, the man who owns TikTok, You Don't Stop, which is old. <laughs> yeah, this is my, I'm yeah. Too, so old. <laughs> Who's come in, volunteering, done some great video content, got lots of stuff, interviews with the lads mm-hmm. and the management. Bloody, bloody awesome. Does it for nothing. Uh just a top lad. Neo, thanks for coming on, mate. My pleasure, my pleasure. Straight away, crack into that wonderful 4-1 win. Potts Bar, 4-1 win. Now, I was going to go straight to John, but I want to go touch touch on it with Ryan first. <laughs> Obviously, a slow start, but we just uh, ground them down and smashed them at the end 4-1. Uh, what do you take from that game? Yeah, we we, uh, we took a lot of positives from the game, really. I mean, at half-time, coming in at nil-nil, like the pitch and everything, and... Obviously, having the game Tuesday night as well, a tough game against Horsham in the Cup, we were kind of not disappointed to come in at nil-nil, but fairly happy. Didn't really give them many chances, but created a couple ourselves and just went out with the same game plan, really. And luckily, near the end, it kind of looked like a a steamroll, really. Whereas when it was a 1-1, it was a lot of a lot tighter game and a lot closer like that. But yeah, we were very, very happy to take the three points, that's for sure. Try and I, I need to I need corrected on this one. Now, when I was looking on football web pages, it said unknown got the goal. And um I and when I watched the replay, I, I looked like Adu got a, um uh straight from the corner. And then I've just looked now and it says it's an own goal. Can you tell us who got our first goal? Well, 
I think Kaz would be claiming it from the older, from the corner. But what the referee even said on that the keepers, he's flapped at it. So when, because he's got the touch, it's going in. So the, yeah, so apparently own goal to the keeper. But if I'm Kaz, I'm claiming that all day of the week. Exactly. It's on the way in. He, he didn't do nothing apart. Yeah, exactly. From, yeah. But uh, we, you know, we're talking about the goals we got. Obviously, Smithy got a goal, Pope and Adams. Uh, and, and Mr. Worrell hasn't scored as many as no, I would. Anymore. No. And. That's probably your like newish role. I mean, it's you know more of a defensive midfield player. What tell us about that role that you've played this season? Yeah, so I mean, at the start of the year, it was saw me myself quite a bit at the start with uh, with Sam and Jack playing more for, for uh, more advanced. Mm. Uh, and in a few games coming on, I've went back into the holding role as such and done quite well and been there since. So. I've always kind of played a little bit deeper when I was younger and everything. So it's, it's not like a, a completely new position to me, but mm. yeah, a lot more deeper this time, letting the wing wing backs and full backs go on more. So it's, it's fine. Obviously a few more goals would have been nice, but not being on penalties anymore kind of kills me a little bit with that as well. <laughs> yeah. You don't mind a penalty. The, 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 as I say, it kind of suits your game, like spraying the ball about, um, hoddle like, or uh, what would the modern alternative to hoddle be? Probably be someone like Tony Cruz, really, for Madrid or Modric, mm. someone like that. I like to uh, I like to be on the ball quite as much as as much as possible. Um, seem to be obviously the higher up you are, the more difficult it is, and the less chances you normally get. So the deeper I am, the more chances I do get of getting on the ball a lot more and seeing a lot more passes, which is my strongest point of the game. Really, passing. Do you not say to Stony because you know Stony, you know he likes to chat. He, he says he gets all yeah. our goals right. Do you not say to him like, look, mate, you just hang back for one. Um, let me get up there and I'll show you how to score a cracker. Yeah, not from corners. I don't think I've got the height or height for corners. I'll be, they'll be worrying. No one worrying about marking me when I'm in the box. Yeah, that's what I mean. They'll leave you and then let the cheeky little off folly. Yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. Hopefully. Yeah, no. Right. And John, you went to the game. Tell us, because <clears> I wasn't there, sir. Tell us. Tell us about the match. It's pretty much how Ryan said it, really. Of course, we don't get a, that good a view from behind the goal of the overall picture but it almost looked like we were in control just just trying to suss them out in the first half and I thought as the game went on fitness would tell and and um we we dominated that second half really I mean their goal was a pretty much against the run of play and it came back to one all and 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 then we went from there really there were there never seemed to be any any direct pressure that we wouldn't get a result but 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 yes it was kind of quite a, a systematic dismantling of of their team really compared to the Horsham Cup game which there was just incredible fluency in that performance but th- but this was just a, a job done I, I thought yeah I did try Ryan and Neil you're like this one because uh, sort of the abuse I get I rang up John uh during the game because I was obviously couldn't be there and I was crying about it and I, I thought I'll get a bit of an update and uh, all I saw was people's bum cheeks and um, various abuse was thrown at me uh, from John and the rest of the people behind the goal uh, which I thought was absolutely not on would you agree <laughs> yeah no not when you want to see the game but oh, no, no I don't want to see I'm someone I don't want to see Matt's ass. yeah <laughs> that's a, everyone's seen that, Matt's that, arse <laughs> but uh, yeah that's what you said before the game <laughs> <laughs> I just t- turn turn the other cheek there, but let's move on to Horsham and the nil nil kind of 
both teams cancelled each other out. Wasn't just a little bit lacking from both teams, I think. Just that extra 10% to nick it. What's your, well, I mean, what's your thoughts, Ryan? I mean, obviously everyone was trying their best. Just just looked a bit tired out there. Yeah, I was going to say, you look at you look at the game Tuesday night and, uh, yeah, yeah, what, three days rest in that, in that game and only two days with the, with the one from the weekend? I, I feel like you said it. It just looked like a, a tired and leggy performance. You look at both starting 11s, they're not too dissimilar from both sides mm-hmm. from Tuesday night to the Monday game. So it, it almost felt like a with the way everyone was feeling and leggy and everything, it felt like a like a preseason game really, where you're getting minutes mm. in your legs and like fatigue quite early. And it just first half was a bit frustrating with them kind of sitting in and letting us have the ball and kind of us with the same. And we changed shape at half time and it looked really good at the start. And we we're like, oh, we're gonna get a goal here. Mm. Like we're looking fluent and everything. It's gonna be a few if one goal went in, it, there would have been more to come because oh, they yeah, would have yeah. had to have come up. But unfortunately, we just couldn't convert anything and it's probably the same with them. Um, obviously, they're a little bit higher than us, so they'll probably take the point more than us chasing for the playoffs. But mm. again, it's one of them ones where you look at you look at the squad and everyone kind of played a part. I just feel like it just... if you, Maybe if we played Potter's Bar on the Friday and then Horsham on the Monday, you never know, it might have changed. But it is tough, then, bank holiday fixtures with only two days recovery. Yeah. Well, I mean, what yeah, was the... a bit disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I mean, what was the feeling in the uh, the dressing room? I mean, uh, you know, still a, a good draw. Horsham on, um, you know, decent budget on them, decent side. Um, is it kind of feeling like we're done now, or is the lad still? Oh no. Yeah, we're still definitely. We won't give up until it's mathematically given. I mean, mm. we got we still got three games, two of them at home. Um, and our home, our home form again has been one to feel good about this year. Mm. Not many teams have come to us and either passed us off the park or outworked us at home. At the start of the season, we're probably a bit unlucky with results against teams who are familiar with the division with us just coming up. And you look at the games where we lost like 2-1 to Bishop Stortford, 2-1 to Potter's Bar at the start. They were quite tough games. And I feel like since then, we've kind of really matured into the league and shown that we can be here to we're not just here to make up the numbers. We can oh, yeah. push for the playoffs. So, yeah, three games left. What are we, <clears throat> six points, five points, whoever the last playoff thing is? Well, we've, got, spot, a, so. <clears throat> we've got one game in hand on all the other competitors for the, this last playoff. So so if we were to win that, um, we go above Horsham. So we played 39 and got 64 points. They played 40 and got 66. So um, if they're still in it, we're still in it. And, um, you know, you've got Lewis, who have got a tough... No, Enfield have got the tough running, and they've slid down quite a bit. And and Lewis on 40 and got 68 points. So we'd be one point behind them, technically, if, if we take the three points in our game in hand. So, it's, you know, it's, it is reliant on Cray's... Results as well, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think Cray are the, obviously the favourites for that last... Yeah. For that place. Um, yeah, but, and- if it does come down to a point or the last game of the season, our first our first go this league after coming up is it's not something to be disheartened of, and it shows. Oh that, no, no, hundred percent, mate. That maybe with a few, maybe a few extra bodies and a few extra players in different positions, you never know what could happen. I feel like we've been really unlucky this year, and considering it's the first year as well, and you look at the squad as well, it's near enough the same squad from last year, bar a couple who have come in. From uh, where well, you had Alex, who's been in from the start. Joe's had a few loan spells. Obviously, now you've got Davs, uh, Dave and Kaz, 
other than that, we've kind of had the same squad all the way through the season. And Ooh. to come make that jump to the league has shown us that we can do it. We can run with the with the big teams who've been in this league for a number of years. Well, yeah, you see it with obviously Herm Bay coming up and, and it looks possibly like they might be going straight back down again. You know, it's this isn't an easy league. And I mean, you, you basically stole my thunder. You said it. You, you guys adapted fairly quickly, you know, to to how the, the, this league and what you have to do at this this level. Yeah. Um, and it's, it is, I don't get, please don't get me wrong. I, you know, it's been a very enjoyable season. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, we've still got the Sussex Cup to play. Yeah, definitely. Um, bloody Lansing. Um, <laughs> you're, you're not, are you driving out, Wills? Yeah, I don't, I think we try and get there, yes. Yeah. Just reiterate what Ryan said, really. It's what a success story it's been this season. To think that we're still in a chance for that playoff place, and I think we are, you know, pressure's on now. Teams teams perform in a strange way sometimes when the pressure's at this at this stage of the season. So who knows? You know, so it, it's um, but it's whatever happens, it's a fantastic success story, I think. Yeah, I agree. You know, like for for you know, we could be really, really negative about other things going on in the background, distractions, and you guys on that pitch didn't allow any any perceived distractions or real distractions get in the way, really perform well. You know, we we've really enjoyed this as fans. Um, you know, we've had the radio, we've had obviously, you know, that that as a, a a great thing uh, that's obviously coming back again. And then we had Neo coming along um, with some great video content, which is, you know, lots of us fans have been sharing it and, and laughing at how much, how stupid we all look. I'm sure, I'm sure Neo does it on purpose. Um, but yeah, Neo, what about you, you at the game, mate? Go talk about the game and, um, and about your role as a TikToker. The, the, I, all I do is record at games, try and make it into something that's actually presentable and something that will grab people's attention. And hopefully follow the club. Like, what do you call it? Sorry, my dad's just messaged me. He thinks I'm at the pilot field. Well, I'm actually upstairs. Um, <laughs> oh, you yeah. talk to your dad. I really, uh, my kids don't talk to me. Oh, yeah, that's another story. <laughs> Go on. There you go. Um, yeah, like we've just reached 100,000. Um, 100, Jesus Christ, that'd be really stretching. A um, thousand followers. And I'm about to hit um, 1,100 followers. Oh, what, and, on TikTok, yeah? Yeah, on TikTok. On YouTube, it hasn't been as successful. It's only been about a hundred followers, but the but we've got like we've got an average of two hundred to seven hundred views on each video, which I think Good. is all right for um a YouTube that's only been around for a few months and only posted around twenty videos. But yeah, the game of are we talking about Horsham? Yeah, like as Ryan said, it felt like a pre-season game where not it didn't really seem like either team was almost going for it as much as we should as we should like nothing nothing discrediting the boys or anything because I thought they did really well like I saw the Bowden's how much it means to him especially since it's a loan deal like when he got mad at Leggy for um when he went offside but yeah I just felt like both teams were like you said it was a stalemate um where each team was as good as each other but we just had level chances level yeah, just nothing outstand, outstanding like to show that one team should have won it. So I felt like a nil-nil was the right scoreline for it. Neo, uh, uh, can I ask something? Uh, I was just like, we really appreciate the work you put in. Is and um, I know you chat to Ollie about it as well. It's it's a fantastic thing you're doing. Uh, how many 
hours do you reckon you put in a week doing this? What, the TikTok or YouTube? Both, really. You're doing a good work for the club. A week, really, like for both, it would be around three to five hours around there on editing, not including and recording. That's not including everything, then, is it? It's not including the recording bit because that would be like up to around 10 hours, really. And what you're on about 55 pounds an hour, are you? No, I'm on zero pound an hour. Yeah, fresh air, mate. He's getting fresh air. As soon as you ask for money, mate, you're gone. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, well, 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 well done anyway, Leo. Mm. And I won't, yeah, we won't say any more about the Nazi business. But Christmas <laughs> I really hope not. You saying about, oh, yeah, yeah, as soon as he gets money, he'll probably leave. I was like, but I probably shouldn't say this, but at the folks, he's already getting paid, one, isn't he? He's already getting paid. Go on. At, at the Folkestone game, Hush, um, one of their one of their managers, you know, the like short old guy with the white hair. I Sounds like a lot of supporters that does. Yeah, go on. Yeah, but it was one of their managers. They it all he said basically the guy who does our stuff is absolutely okay. Ah, you were getting post an illegal approach, Ryan, straight onto Billy for that, mate. Come on, tell <laughs> yeah, him. Straight onto him, yeah. Mate, it's illegal approach. Get him I, under contract, I don't Billy. think it was like an approach, but... <laughs> Let's go to you, Ryan. As the season comes to an end, probably gone above what we thought would happen. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know what the... I don't know what Gary's goals are. I'll talk to Gary, hopefully, at the end of the season about what, where he felt that the, the team was going to finish. But with the spine of the team that we've got, not, I wouldn't say punch above our weight, but uh, give this give this league a good go next season. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you look at... You look at the team, like like I said a bit earlier on, we've kind of had the same team from last year and a few players maybe not playing this level, a few younger lads coming up. Obviously, we brought Jake back, uh, lost a few as well on the way with obviously Haas leaving, Finn going out on loan. So definitely, I wouldn't really say punching above our weight, but in terms of competing for the playoff places and maybe the, maybe the league title, Definitely adding a few more and I think really shows that a good squad depth is something that's needed. Mm. Looking looking at other teams that you've had, they've got experienced players in this level or levels above coming off their bench and no disrespect to anyone on our team. I feel like maybe with our squad depth is maybe what's not held us back but kept us them few points off everything. Yeah, There's been a few games recently where we've having with people being injured and suspended, like three subs, four subs. So definitely adding a few more to the spine, like you said, we've got, will never hurt anyone and definitely show us competing. Yeah. How, how, could I ask how, how you feel, say, oh yeah, Freddie Legg coming through has been a, a revelation this season. How, how is, important has that been for the team? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously we had TC last season pushing through and obviously unfortunately getting injured as well, but yeah, Leggy's something, something different that we all, we haven't always had in the last few years, that, little bit of pace on the wing where you can just clip one into the channels and you know he's he might get there or he's going to make someone make a mistake so he definitely brings that different outlet that you have and with a bit of pace on the wing and yes yeah, it's, it's lovely it's lovely to have him around and another Hastings Academy product coming through as well because it's never a bad sign yeah him yeah. and obviously him and Kane Penn you know like both those two have really come on this season and you'd think they're just they're shoe-ins for next starting it's, next it season. Does, it does it does make you think that if we don't play Freddie, we haven't got a leg to stand on, really. Cheesy that one. Very cheesy. Like it though. Very yeah. good. I was gonna talk about um Ishman ups and downs. Do you wanna do that? 
Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's do, let's go, let's do it. Right. So we're looking at those last... So let's talk about us. Now, if we don't go up, which it's it's going to be tough. We can do it. We can do it. But you know, I, I felt Lewis all season were the ones that were going to make it. Now, I'm I'm not thinking that now. With the with the running and I, I think uh was it Cray have got Kingstonian at home and you think you're you're probably getting a few points there. I mean, what do you think, Rod? Do you think is it Cray or do you think that Enfield might nip back in there? I do think Cray are in the driving seat after winning at the weekend again. Um, definitely. But yeah, I reckon I reckon it'll be Cray as well with Enfield losing to Horsham or losing the other week, sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, good. what about you, John? Are you thinking if, if it's not us? Yeah, so yeah, obviously we all want to be in the playoffs, yeah, but like, if it isn't us, John. Cray are on a strong run of form. Um, so so they're definitely the favourites. But as I say, it's, if the pressure gets them, they, they've only got to lose one map. Mm. And, you know, we win our game in hand uh, and we're, we're level with them. So, I mean, it, it, it looks a bit clear cut. Yeah, they, they, they've just got to carry on their form. But, Strange things happen, so I'm still not close the door on us. I'm not closing the door on us, mate. I'm just saying that like, if it if it isn't I us didn't... for the purpose of this conversation, <laughs> he's so sensitive. I didn't say you were. I just it was just a term. You know? I'm not sensitive. Don't worry. Go on. <laughs> he's neo Nazis. Yeah, Nazis. Yeah, right. So m- moving on to the relegation spots now. It's looking pretty grim for Bowers and Pitsy and Herm Bay. Six points. I mean, I, I really did think because like the way they came back against us, um, uh, Herm Bay, I thought, you know what, they, they've got something about them on the t- on the pitch. Um, they've got something about them, a real battling um, mentality as well that they were going to get out of it. And then they they got absolutely stuffed on the weekend, didn't they? Was it the week? Was it weekend or Monday yeah. they got stuffed? Yeah, yeah, uh, Monday wasn't it? Monday, Monday, yeah, Monday, sorry. Five, five, three, wasn't it? But yeah. they did the same game. They went three goals down, then they came back to three two or whatever. Yeah, but um, obviously Bowers and Pitsy, I think, have got Hornchurch. They're not, they're not getting any points out of that. And who's Herne Bay got? Herne Bay are going to Wingate and Finchley. They can win that one. Kingstonian playing um, Cray. You never know. Herne Bay might get close. What do you think? Or do you reckon they're down? Yeah, they've, they've, got, to, they've got to win both their games and hope uh, Kingstonian lose both, don't mm. they? So, I mean, they... I haven't. I've got a few pals at Herne Bay, and they've just yeah. it's just been a lucky season. They've had a load of injuries, and when you've they've needed people at the time, right? And they're like you said, oh, if you look at through our squad, our core players through the centre have all kind of played most or every game this season. Whereas they've they've been in and out, in and out, changing players with obviously the manager getting sacked as well. And yeah, I think they've been unlucky that they've scored the last three games. They've scored three goals in each game, and I know. not one one. So it's just, I think it's just maybe the way their season's going. They just haven't got that bit of luck. But yeah, it, it will be tough for them to, well, they, they need to win both and hope Kingstonian lose both. But like it's, it's like with us, you, you never know until it's mathematically done, do you? No, talk to an Bay. Finn, Finn wasn't playing. Is he injured? He yeah, playing. I think so. I think he's carrying a, little, carrying a little niggle, yeah. Yeah, okay. Is that what it's called? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bank holiday hamstring or something. <laughs> but like, is there anything you want to bring up? Anything uh, that uh, you're doing in terms of your TikTok or anything that you want to mention to the people that are listening or watching? Like, there's nothing really much that I really need. All that I need is ideas to do and just get the right hashtags. To be honest, that's that's my key to like the the views on TikTok. So you need to get the right hashtags. And yeah, I did. The most re- 
our most successful one, which was the one that I didn't think was going to get any views, was um, I think it was about, about I think it was Kingstonian away um, at Tootam and Mitcham. Um, that got a lot of us back banging a bin instead of a drum because we forgot it. Oh, the Hastings um, Recycle, yeah. And, yeah, and that got like 50,000 views, which and I got like, like yeah, 100 there, followers there was... off of it. There was one of my. There was one that my son showed me. My twenty-one-year-old. He says, "Look at you, Dad," and he was not happy with me. It was quite funny. I'm like, "Ah, bollocks." Which one uh, was that? Oh, uh, what? Well, it's one where we're singing. I don't know. Oh, he was embarrassed well, by me. Huh? Oh, I think I know that one. You're yeah, talking yeah. Oh, about. yeah. So you did. It was all in touch, and you've edited out, edited me out of all the other videos. I know it's a conspiracy. <laughs> I've got. Um, yeah. I reckon hashtag Neo's not a Nazi. What do you think? I'm yeah. not putting that in my videos no. just all in right. case. Mm. <laughs> Like, um go on. like with with us this season not not saying like anything towards the club or anything but i think but, uh, we well, shouldn't really go up because i don't think that almost like we're ready for it like back-to-back promotions usually you'd go down straight away after after them and i think we this league is just right for us at the moment next season um i think we'll definitely be in that in that playoff um contention really I think we'll possibly go up and we'll possibly be one, maybe even for the title, really. True. And what will the TikTok be? We'll be at like a million views? Um, Hopefully. Hopefully I'll just get that one viral one and everything will be lovely. There'll be all pictures of Ben Bennett. I know it's going to be that way. That's how you get it. Get Ben Bennett, hashtag Arsenal, and then uh, <laughs> all of his mm. followers start coming on. Uh, talking of followers, a big shout out to Tony and Keith Wareham uh, all over Twitter. That's your hashtag. I think we all agreed on that one. Um, uh, Ryan, listen, thank you for spending time with um, us imbeciles. Um, uh, absolutely I'm wonderful to watch. My pleasure, my pleasure. Wonderful to watch. Drag the ball off the players. Uh, I don't know who's taking the free kicks these days since oh, um, yeah. Sam got that injury. Uh, Kaz, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. bad. He's got good delivery on him, to be fair. Um, yeah, really good. With the corners as well. Well, I need to put serious money on you on Paddy Power for a few more goals. So get get the ball a bit more, yeah? And yeah, I'll, Ryan, share, I'll, I'll share it with you. I'll share it with you, mate. Go on. Ryan, well done with your fantastic return to form, I think. This season it has been great, hasn't it? So well done with that. Yeah, yeah, very pleased. Well, yeah, it's obviously a few more games left. But yeah, I'm really pleased with how personally I've played this year as well so yeah it's been good yeah talking of contracts now we obviously we get a neo a contract but you uh what, what are you are you contracted to the end of the season or after yeah I'm, or? I'm yeah i'm until the end of the season yeah so we'll see what happens at the end of the season if if i'm still wanted get out still wanted of course you will be anyway right okay chaps all that i'll leave it there okay uh many thanks to the star man himself brian Worrell, neo TikTok legend uh, <laughs> and Willsy thank you very much and listen I shall see you at the game cheers Chris Take care, that's it for another week grassroots football fans whoever you're going to watch this week make sure you're loud and proud as ever if you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at HUFC Podcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music. 
and we have a jam-packed YouTube channel chock-a-block full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host Chris Laverick, hope you have a good week and see you at the game. <laughs>